0: The The Welcome to the Shadownet. I'm Phil, K. Maxima. Before we start, we got threat level alpha. Pee pee poo poo. Pee pee poo poo poo. Pee 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 poo poo. My extra special guest today, oh fuck, I didn't write anything, I just wrote memes, 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 it's Eric Kielbach,
1: that's good enough. It's
0: on bread, it's on bread. It's Eric Kielbach,
1: welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: It's great to have you, you know, sometimes I miss you Eric, and it's nice that we can get together, pretend to be friends for an hour, do this show, and then go back to being acquaintances in the wind
1: yeah okay that too i mean like it is kind of nice i get to like role play and pretend what it's like to be friends with someone from alberta yeah and i can go back to hating alberta after we're gonna have hell of a canadian politics
0: quarter by the way but we'll get there this podcast is a growth experience for everyone involved let's just say it bonus guest this week he's back and this time he means business it's ed
2: Hello, 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 good evening. Hey. Good
0: afternoon. Yeah, afternoony here, but yeah, time doesn't matter. I'm looking forward to hearing about Canadian Politics Corner. Fuck, let's get into it. Canadian Man. Politics Hi. Corner. <laughs> oh boy. So, I didn't
1: know that in Alberta you're just allowed to take vacations in the pandemic.
0: Yeah, it's it's fine as long as you're an elected official or have business interests <laughs> in the US, you could just you could just do what you want. It's great.
1: You know, it's been funny, like, so for those who are missing the context, because this is kind of actually a very Canadian story in some sense. So basically, it came out in the middle of the pandemic. In Alberta, The people were told, you got to stay home. And moreover, the government was basically like, we're not going to put legal restrictions in place, because we trust our citizens to engage in like personal responsibility
0: not only that huge fucking ad campaign with this like
1: horrible (laughs) like
0: guy with a covid mask on his head that is so cringy and it's like everywhere thousands millions of public dollars spent on this anyway i I, I didn't know that
1: i didn't know that and then it came out Basically, after the holidays, after Christmas, it first came out that one minister went to Hawaii for vacation. And this is a fucking cabinet minister. And then after that, the sort of dam broke. And it's like, fucking, it, it feels like half the government
0: went to vacation. Oh, somewhere in the U.S., Look, uh, someone
1: went to the U.K.
0: I, I think, like, you're being intentionally obtuse here by not saying the first politician that got caught going on tropical vacation was from Manitoba. Was it? Wasn't what? it? I'm pretty sure, who? yeah. And then the, no. the fucking floodgates of Albertans broke open. I thought, who was the person? The only person we had from Alberta was like the fucking, was it? I don't think this is actually- Didn't you have field. one? Maybe it was an Ontarian. I don't remember.
1: Oh, you're right. Sorry, you're right. It was Ontarian. You're right. It was, it was Doug Ford's, was it Rob Ford or Doug Ford? Rob Ford is dead. It was Doug. Doug Ford. Doug, Doug Ford's um, finance minister was vacationing away (laughs) and recorded a Christmas, brought a big Christmas Christmas sweater to the Bahamas
0: to to film uh, this like
1: fake, yeah, oh. And so it started with with uh, Doug Ford being like, "Oh, I didn't know this was happening." And then eventually had to walk it back, and then they had to fucking like remove the cabinet. And then in Alberta, it turned out that fucking like half the cabinet went to vacation. Yeah, and fucking the woman who went to Hawaii was like on like the, the COVID like like task force, like yeah. she's in charge of like vaccine rollout. Ugh, it's which an is it's like a it's a fucking yeah. I didn't. For now it's like kind of happened. Like I mean, we had some. We had like two people. In very Manitoban uh, way, we had a similar thing happen, but it'd be less severe
0: and less impressive. Like, uh, no one cares that it happened in Manitoba, but we I mean, had, like... They got kicked people. out of cabinet. Oh, a huge slap on our wrist for them. They, they got told. Wow.
1: For me, there was this, like, news article by, like, CTV News or whatever, where it was, like... Make-A-Wish family outraged because, like, they wanted to take their fucking sick child to Hawaii, but they couldn't because of the pandemic. Yeah. Meanwhile, UCP fucking politician went to Hawaii. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's just, it's disgusting
0: all around, really, is, is the sad part about it. Alberta. Alberta.
2: Ed, how do you feel about Canadian politics this week? I I enjoyed uh, last night seeing um, people protesting in Vancouver. Oh, what America were they probably,
0: protesting over? Uh, probably Trump. Oh, that's great. You haven't yeah, seen... Yeah, you didn't hear about that, Phil? I'm sure there's also Calgarians protesting pro-Trump oh, for, like, some fucking those... reason. Ugh.
1: There were those photos of... um I don't know if you've seen those photos, but it's, like, I like to see UCP members, photos of them working on the Trump campaign, and there's one of them in, like, a MAGA
0: hat and shit like that. I'm not fucking surprised. Like, Jason Kenney himself, like, lived in the States for a long time, went to school down there, like, a Christian college, famously, like, gay bashing down there in San Francisco. Like, oh, he's such a fucking train wreck. Anyways, when are are you running for uh, Premier of Alberta, Eric? That sounds like that sounds like a like something like a court would hand down as a prison sentence. Also,
1: just just fucking elect Rachel. Like Rachel Notley's still alive. Just fucking elect her again. I'm
0: fucking trying. She, Hopefully, she next a a,
1: job. next election. The thing about uh, Rachel Notley, I felt bad for her in some sense, is because it was like you have like literal generations of mismanagement. Yeah, and then she has four years to fucking fix it, and everyone was like, "Why didn't you fix all of these like?" like systemic problems about how our economy is organized what the fuck during you know? like the biggest oil slump since the 80s Ever. yeah yeah
2: if Canada was a dictatorship you wouldn't have these problems would you could be signed people in for 30 years given time
1: Alberta thinks problems? it's a dictatorship Alberta thinks that this is the problem Alberta is like a secessionist province in some sense they fucking hate the
0: government
2: we can hate We're Ontario, like
0: we can hate Quebec, we can hate BC, we'll probably hate Manitoba for some reason. The they Maritimes, fuck all of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the problem. Exactly. They hate Texas. They're like, they're Texas of, the, of Canada, We really. can hate Texas, too. The problem is some people don't. They're the problem here.
1: I've heard you've been playing scorched earth Phil oh boy
0: oh boy have i ever undefeated on jnet scorched earth decks it's back baby you spent so much fucking time saying it was bad i fast forwarded <laughs> over like 90 percent of it but oh it feels good people die one guy was like hey this is my first game i'm just learning scorched earth another guy <laughs> fucking fuck. scorch him what that card's back in rotation yeah buddy
2: have you have you tagged your games beginner friendly? <laughs> no, I didn't
0: <laughs> 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 Yes. Oh, that's a great strategy to go undefeated on JNet.
1: Okay, so I've got a I've got an undefeated on JNet story for you, Phil. Please tell me. So in the lead up to Worlds, we had all the snare bears in the Discord together talking because we were like, all the corpse fucking suck. Yep. right? And so we were like, like, is there a game net deck that's good, right? Can we make it work? Because like the big thing that game that's missing is Gold Farmer, right? Mm-hmm. We were like, let's think, let's think, let's think. Oh, what about Upeyoga? So I don't know if, <laughs> if you know fuck. what the fuck. Is that the one Upeyoga. that gives extra clicks? No, no. Upeyoga is a 3 res, four-strength code gate. So this is not, this is the same there is as Gold Farmer. Okay. First sub, you're gonna run a secretly side game. Is uh, it the one with sp- the hands on it? Yeah, yeah, it's the hand okay. If you if you and the runner spend a different number of credits, the runner loses too. So the important part here is that if you spend in the side game, you're considered spending a dollar for the purpose of game net. Oh, okay. And then also if the runner loses if the runner loses the side game, um, they all you also gain a dollar. And then you can play the second sub you can just resolve the first sub on Upeyoga again. So in in if they pay in the second both times and you win the side game both times, you essentially make four dollars and the runner loses four. Yeah. Which is, it's a better, you know, it's a better game, gold farmer. And so
0: <laughs> we were like. Upa Yoga uh, we is like, a better gold farmer. I love this take. Okay.
1: Yeah. So we were like, okay, so Upeyoga is just insane. And then we were like, what if we play like re-education neural combo? And uh, fucking Greg starts building Upa yoga game net. And then, so we're like, haha, it's a funny piece. He starts playing on Upa Yoga game net on JNet. Yeah. <laughs> he wins his game. Uh, he wins his game. Pu- publishes the deck list. It's Psi on the RDB undefeated on JNet, and then also someone signed up with Psi at Worlds. Hell yeah! That's how you do
0: it. <laughs> take those undefeated decks.
1: Also, the thing about Upeyoga is it's one influence. That's ridiculous. Great value. It's like I think like it's actually kind of good in GameNet. I think <laughs>
2: it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that's my undefeated on JNet stuff. <laughs> pretty, pretty wild. Okay. Wow. What's your general take on Savage Memories Phil? Ah, or is it just eh, kin- I agree with Eric to-
0: that in in this time of a flood of new players, <laughs> terrible, terrible time to jump into JNet and try to learn the game amidst me trying to scorch all the noobs. But otherwise, it's all right. And I'm, I'm hating playing against all this RP. Oof. I think
1: it's fucking terrible. Like, it's very not, like, it's bad. Like, I, previous episode where I was just ranting was just me theorizing it was bad. Turns out I was right. It is fucking bad. I mean, not to rant again for another 45 minutes. I, I mean, I think one of the things I missed in my analysis was just how much better Pawn Shop would be. Yeah, with cash. Like the Pawn Shop. Cash and index indexing is I like fucking I played indexing and it's like holy shit immediately you just realize how busted this card is.
0: I'm pretty sure but- I've whiffed all my indexings since since it rotated yeah. back in. So I don't share your enthusiasm for it, I guess. I think the indexing
1: like indexing cash lady are massive power boots for Shaper. Mm-hmm. But like it's just this problem where already the meta was rather favored in the worlds, right? Like, Geist probably mm-hmm. had, like, almost no bad matchups, right? And now, we've just added two new runner decks. And in, and in some sense, like, the best Corp deck, which, like, we can argue and say, let's say for I even it was Acer, right? Mm-hmm. Asa in the previous meta was the best Corp deck, but it was also kind of getting by on the fact that no one was playing Shaper. Yeah. And now you have a Shaper deck that can play Parasite Data Sucker and Claw and Imp, and just, like, have enough early pressure with indexing. So Acer's, in my opinion, kind of dead in the water. Mm-hmm. It seems to me... That the balance of the meta is irreparably fucked right now. And I think that the best corp deck is basically RP Grinder. Yeah. And then you just have to hope you just have to hope you get like the best turn one hand you can with RP Grinder if you want to beat like Freedom. And then you beat Haley on like the mediocre hands. But even versus Haley, you struggle because like Haley can like get infinite imp going. And also you have the problem too of like Geist is still just probably insane. Like Geist is still very good. And so it's kind of like There's no, I I feel like even more so than before. Uh, this set came out. There's no good corpse. (laughs) I've I've been playing. I've been playing it. Uh, casually on JNet. Yeah, it's a fucking a positive experience for no one. I just play RP Grinder and like I win all my games because people aren't you know tech for it. Like it just feels like I don't know. It feels like in some sense maybe there's a mismatch of expectations because I'm playing like Ponchop Haley and RP Grinder, which I think are the best decks in the format. Right. Sure. It's either. At the highest level, it's fucking opening hand variance because, like, you just can't beat or always beat the other deck. And then when there's a mismatch in terms of power level, it's a miserable experience because it's the pawn shop deck. You just sit back and, like, make a bunch of money and do nothing until they do something. And in the case of the RP grinder deck, it's like, no one fucking wants to play versus that, even though it's excellent. Like, I thought it was okay four salvage memories and then like it basically got back the two big pieces it was missing which was early economy and a
0: way to stop them from trashing bioethics yeah
1: which is like insane like it's actually just the two cards it wanted the, the rotated cards from lunar
0: and that's exactly um, what we said when this came out right like oh the gentle
1: no, one yeah. that's that's RP. yeah it's 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 fucking terrible i i mean i i <laughs> i think it's very very bad okay I think standard, you, sucks.
2: standard sucks you're forgetting something What's up? The secret tool in the corpse pocket. Next Ice. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't seen Next Ice once. Have you seen Next Ice? I haven't I have, seen it. I,
2: I have in my <laughs> Bless Your Sports deck that's doing remarkably well. So oh, good, good. 0% on Jana.
1: <laughs> oh, well, there you go. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It tracks.
2: Man, Next Ice bad, isn't
1: it? Let, let me tell you this. Like, Okay, so Next Silver, when it came out,
0: was like an. Above average piece of ice, any cheap ice that had in the run when it came out was fucking great. Yeah.
1: And like, so the thing about next, silver, it was above average, especially, but like in the time it came out in. And so there's two things: A, in the year of our Lord 2020, you're never, you're not fucking playing a three to res ice that like slowly gather subs. This is not happening. And then the second part is like the reason next silver saw no competitive play really was because you get fucking eaten alive by parasite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like it's not a fucking surprise. In some sense that that's not working out. This is the same problem I saw. I've I saw E three feedback implants played installed against me once. Yeah, and then I pinged them for two with bioethics and res my run and I dedication to died.
0: It's for memes. It's for memes. Standard sucks. You guys, you guys played Netrunner. otherwise.
2: Yeah, I've been uh, I've been drafting recently. Sweet. That's the that's the real way to play that runner at the moment that to I actually play that runner and uh, play it via okay, just Excel. just talk about
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like this is um one of my frustrations with drafting. It's, like I like drafting for what it's worth. My frustration with drafting, in some sense, I think there's a subset of people who draft just because they like drafting. But not not after? after And not because they actually want to play the game. Like (laughs) They like the intellectual exercise of drafting, but they don't actually want to play the game. Okay. This is like uh, Scry from New York. Very good friend of mine. Lovely gentleman. He loves drafting. He is the worst I've seen in my life about playing his fucking draft games. And ask anyone in New York, and they will fucking agree with you, by the way. But you had Uh, had an auction draft the other week, didn't you? Yeah, so I'm doing the auction draft with a bunch of the East Coasters... The, the basic setup is everyone gets two. You do corporate separately. So we're doing corp first. You get $200. Uh, people can nominate cards and like set bids for the cards and you can bid on the cards. So, like, um, I'm not going to go into the specifics, but basically, you just bid, you, you auction off cards and people can buy cards and you have like 15 different cards you can buy. And then uh, we, we played it in Eternal, which I quite liked. Okay. I had a lot of fun drafting.
0: I watched um, the drafting stream for a little bit. I I love the concept. However, it took you like five hours just to do the corpse. So that in itself makes it a kind of a barrier to entry to the format, I feel.
1: Yeah, it takes a while just because you end up nominating about 125 cards or something. Which means you have to go through the bidding process for 125 cards and people got to take bathroom breaks. And like, it is a very long process. When I was in New York in February... I saw another action draft take place in person, um, and that was like an odd, like that was like a start at like 11am, end at like 9pm type of fair.
0: Yeah, just for the draft, not even the playing.
2: No, yeah, not for the playing. Either. Yeah. What's your draft going, uh, Ed? It's excellent. It's really good. Um, we're just on the final few cards. I'm looking forward to building Aesop's Adam. Um...
1: <laughs> That's actually not terrible.
2: No, I think it's going to be quite good, to be honest. I've got cash yeah. in there as well. Breakers might be an issue. I've only got I'm a car. I'm going to stick in. I can say what I'm going to put in. I'm going to put in <laughs> Overmind as well. Um, that makes sense. And then uh, brain chips and brain cages and get hands out with the uh, beach party. Yeah, it's going to be good. This is a big brain. Did you day. get, get Logic Bomb? I am hoping that no one's gonna hate draft it. I've been mm-hmm. very brave and not drafted it myself. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure.
1: Uh so it's the snake draft is like you're doing a more traditional snake draft where like you go back and forth and back and forth up and down the line and people yes, just pick cards. Right, yeah, yeah. What's the legality for like is it standard, is it eternal, is it
2: Yeah, so we're playing it on standard with uh, no Titan, Titan's band, and aside from that, you have hedge fund and you have gamble and Adam starts with directives and Fenris and Rebirth IDs don't have to be drafted. So, oh, and you don't have think, to draft an ID. I think my like, cheat code for
1: draft, I'll just put it out there, is one, an Apocalypse deck is very good and you don't need a lot of pieces to make it very good. Mm-hmm. Because, like, most corps don't have the economy or draw to, like, mm-hmm. rebuild the board and, like, you can just sort of run centrals. Uh, the second being that Adam is a really good pivot. I often end up drafting Adam because, like, the problem with Runner, well, with, like, let's say you're doing it like you're doing an eight person draft, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. In an eight person draft, the corp factions line up nicely. So you can sort of split the corpse up two to a person. In an eight person draft, it can it's harder because it's like you go two, 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 and then you have two people left over. Someone has to take a third, which is usually, in my opinion, uh, criminal or anarch. It's hard to build a third shaper deck unless it's stealth. And then you have another person left over and it's hard to like get into it. Like it's because if you do just original factions, the distribution is three, three, two, but it's hard to like get three decks and two of the run factions. I think Adam's a very strong runner, mostly by the fact that corpse suck because it's draft and the directives are even just better. Yeah, I can see that.
2: It's just value. Yeah. You can sell directives to pool and shop as well. So you've already got Yeah, it. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I've been playing for? with the Vancouver meta. The T.O. there Alpha set up a two pod cube. And between every round, there's additional booster packs of cards. And there was like a snake draft in the middle. It's like the most complicated freaking league I've ever played in. But it's been pretty awesome. I, I just swept national champion soccer the other day. Felt good. Felt good. That, that was good. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Should we uh should we pivot away from competitive card games over to another perhaps more enticing type of competition the bake off? Absolutely. I was I was kind of surprised we got entries.
1: <laughs> My expectations going in were very low. What about you Phil?
0: I wasn't sure. Like a lot of people on the food channel and by a lot I mean like three were like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm super into this." I think none of those three people actually sent anything in. I wasn't sure if the wider community would really jump on and send in a lot of entries. But hey, we we had so many entries, we just had to pick the five best to review. That's true.
2: Because yes. Yeah, anything more than that, I don't think we'd have time for. What system, filter did you use to filter the top five for us to see? Ed with the hard questions (laughs) the top five in order they were
0: received let's go with that
1: no well no 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 do you know how like I know how he did it do you know what the electoral college is like uh, Ed I I don't I don't either the electoral electoral college is essentially you have like votes from different parts and then the votes go to like another thing and they get counted and then that's how it works it was like the electoral Mm. college but for baking and that's how it works so it's quite fair as well then yeah, no it's... To, p- no, I was going to question no, that
0: system. Well, everyone thinks the Electoral College works perfectly, so this system also works perfectly. Excellent. A great. I'm glad we're starting off on the fairest Foot possible. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way this could go wrong. Our first entry, the PSK Cake, or as I like to call it, the PS Cake by Dirjel? Dirjel.
2: Dirjel. Dirjel. Um, uh, of uh, Green Level Clearance admin fame. Ooh, that is quite famous. Mm -mm. We're going to have, um, are we going to have photos
0: of these all in the show notes? The audacity of us doing this, like, this baking competition, which is like, look at these beautiful cakes, imagine how good they taste, all through an audio medium, is not lost on me. It's an absurd competition to start off with, but to answer your question, yes. Um, I I think the cat is really cute. Yeah, it's super cute.
1: super
2: cute cake. Great concept. Um, Sprinkles. The sprinkles are cats, aren't they? Oh my god! (laughs) Oh, you're fine. It goes deeper. (laughs) (laughs) And, in the second picture, you will see, in the background, a cat. Also a cat. Yeah. I think it's very cute. It was uh, a red
0: velvet, I think I was told. That's correct, yeah. I,
1: I, I want to eat red velvet cake. I've never had it before. The problem is, I don't, like, I don't want to eat cream
0: cheese. What do you have against cream cheese? That's cheese. That's fucking delicious cheese, yeah.
1: I'm not in the business of eating cheese.
0: Are you lactose intolerant? Um,
1: I think yes, except for pizza. It's a good exception. Yeah, and ice cream. My body doesn't, like, but if I eat poutine, like, I will, like, feel sick and, like, want to throw up.
0: That's because poutine is just terrible for you, but, okay. I don't think it's the lactose. (laughs) (laughs) It could be the lactose. We'll never know. Ah, science will never, never determine (laughs) Any comments on this? I thought it was great effort. I'd, I'd eat the shit out of this cake. It is yeah, it's
2: yeah, it good height on the cake. The icing's even at the top. Nice decoration. Playful. Yeah. Playful decoration. Um, I really like it. I
1: think it's super good.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Thank you, Dirgel. Moving on. Oh, this this podcast is going to be full of these fucking clicks. Sorry, everyone. Clicky click click, click. As McCaffeine Cake by Veil vale Netrunner. It's quite nice. I think...
1: I didn't know that you could make a coffee cake. It makes a lot of sense in retrospect, but it's interesting. So coffee cakes just taste like coffee. Eric, you want to read the description that Vale wrote? I would love to, but it is currently loading for me. (laughs)
0: Okay, I'll go ahead then. Coming to you from the land of criminals... Asthma Caffeine is a coffee cake adorned with whipped cream. This assembly perfectly embodies the spirit of criminals supplemented by some messy black decorations that capture the scuffed nature of any ass list. Pairs well with any blue curacao cocktail, or you could just pick Geist. Funny. I love it. Uh,
1: this is the way I prefer to interact with as-related things, not through Netrunner but through memes, because <laughs> let's be real, as a Netrunner kind of fucking sucks. This is good. I liked it a lot. I I like, yeah, I like the idea of, a, I think it's the, the idea of a coffee cake is, is cool.
0: With the whipped cream, and I love the contrast and the shininess of that black stuff.
2: <laughs> what What is that? Icing, <laughs> I guess? Yeah, icing.
1: Yeah, so the the bit on the outside of the cake is supposed to be as is masterwork, thing. yes, the uh, the arm, uh, launcher. launcher? Masterwork is my master- yeah. What is it launch boomerangs? Is that
0: for real lore? Look, well, fucking read the flavor text. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no, right. I never understood that Az's arm chucked boomerangs, but I guess mechanically it makes sense. What the fuck? Masterwork
1: V version thirty-seven. The flavor text is V35 springs to the mount ejectors, new feature. V36 reduced powers to spring springs times five.
0: I think this is some of the best flavor text uh, that Nisse's done. By the way, I really like this. Nisei's got the upper hand on flavor text. FFG, yeah, Oh my god.
1: I think. Whoa. Well, I think Nisei does a good job. They have had some fucking bad flavor text in that time. Let's not lie. I mean, I don't. I think the flavor text on Bass is quite bad.
0: The hat? It's a funny meme. Come on.
1: It's not a fucking funny meme. The hat doesn't make any sense. The hat does not make any sense. You can't talk to me with a straight face and tell me the hat makes
0: any sense. That's the mystery of Bass.
1: No, it's not because he's a robot. It's not like like he's a fucking robot. It's like you telling me your Roomba is wearing a scarf.
0: It's the same thing. Yeah, and like where did he get the scarf? Does he have a deeper consciousness? Who is Bass? No, so what you
1: say is what you fucking... If you told me my Roomba is wearing a scarf, I wouldn't say, oh, you know, my Roomba's achieved a higher level of intelligence. I would say someone's having a bit of a laugh and has put a fucking scarf on the Roomba. I think what happened with Bass is someone down at the factory had a bit of a laugh and put a hat on him. That's probably what happened. Good, lore deep law, I'm just saying. It's deep um, law. I actually, I got into a fucking argument on Slack. Well, not an argument, but I got into a discussion with Slack, with the, I think it's like the creative director. The quote on Bass is not something they just made up, which is what I thought happened, but it's actually like a quote from uh, some like indigenous writer, indigenous scholar, historian, about importing labor into the Americas. After like they fucking wore out indigenous labor, I want to say this is in Central South America, but I'm not. I haven't sourced the original quote. They sourced the original quote for me, and it's about. It's not about fucking robots. It's about like slaves and people.
0: Nise, you gotta, you gotta tell
1: us this shit. I'm dumb as fuck. I would never figure that out. <laughs> I don't think anyone figured it out until the creative director brought it up. I actually one of the things I really like about this cake, this coffee cake, the ice, the color on the
0: icing is very pleasant. I love it. Grey whipped cream is something I've never
2: experienced before this.
0: Oh, yeah. This is neat. I really like that contrast there. It's quite beautiful, okay. and the cake
2: looks moist as well. Oh, it's nice yeah. to have a little cross-section yeah. slice of the picture. Yeah. Good effort. Okay. Looks like a good okay. one.
0: Next one? The oh. Big Unit 3000.
1: So this is, uh, what
0: did Jonas call it? He called it an Astroscript Pizza Program. The Astroscript Pizza Program. Let me read the description to you. Toppings are pineapple, jalapeno, garlic and vegetarian sausage. Yeah. So it's interesting. well so this I I, the, I
1: like uh that this is like, you know what's that famous fucking quote about pizza where it's like like the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie?
2: That's a mori. What's a That's what, what some guys you guys you Oh, know? okay. <laughs> That's a more yeah. well, the-
1: <laughs> like it's like this is the moon but it's also a pizza. Like it's a good, you know makes sense because in the Astroscript uh, there's the big moon
0: with the logo on it. Yeah, and I like that he took it a different direction, right? I was expecting cakes, cookies, other treat type foods, but a pizza I did not see coming. I I it, love this. Is a pizza a baked good? It's baked.
1: It's I mean it's good. literally baked. I it's assume baked this is good. And it is good. Who are we to fucking challenge? <laughs> um I'll be honest, I would not eat this pizza.
0: <laughs> because of the NBN kind of fucked up distribution of toppings? Or because What's happened vegan? to the cheese? Well, extra note that Jonas added, I wish vegan cheese was better, lol.
1: I think so, this is a vegan cheese problem because it looks to me like this is not
0: melted. It has just changed color. And kind of absorbed some some sauce, I guess. I, I like, don't know if I've concerning. ever had a vegan
1: cheese. This is concerning to
2: me, at least.
0: <laughs> I give
2: this um, a shot.
0: No, I think I, I would
1: not try slices of this, but I think this is a great effort. I think it's great. Thinking
2: outside the box, and that's good.
1: Also, I don't like pineapple on pizza. That's another point. I see.
2: Cry? I I love
0: the maximum trolling value of this thing. It's got pineapple, no. it's got garlic for some reason, it's vegan, <laughs> it's not a cake, like it's got everything well, going on. I appreciate is vegan. the artistry that went behind just fucking rusing everything that we thought we were doing. I think here's how here's
1: my uh my idea behind why he put pineapple in the pizza. Phil. Tell me. You you and I are from Canada. Yes. Canada also famously or infamously uh home of the pineapple pizza? Is that true? Oh my fucking god, you're joking. You don't know that?
0: It's called Hawaiian. How is it not yeah, from Hawaii? It's... Oh my
1: This is, this is some like M- Canadian truth.
0: cultural appropriation shit.
1: Truth. I need to I need to fucking we need like a, I need like a cli- I need to fucking clip that. Specifically like cut that audio piece out and just fucking send it to you every time you meme on me for missing something. A f- Hawaiian pizza is Canadian.
2: <laughs> oh, can I read this? Please this is do. shocking. A shocking revelation. Pineapple on pizza originated in the small town of Chatham, Ontario. Fucking Ontario. Canada. Off the beach of Hawaii that have been become the namesake for this dish. Shocking.
1: No, oh, wow. yeah, it's, Unexpected. It's, it's totally it's like well known as a Canadian pizza. Huh.
0: I I just thought they had it everywhere. I like pineapple on pizza. Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, I'll fuck with that. Well, Sanjay put together
1: a fucking PowerPoint presentation. This is big teacher energy, by the way. With embedded um, video. This is like some fucking tech. I think he's doing teaching, like remote teaching slash in school teaching. So, like, it makes sense to me that he was able to fucking make this presentation, but I I did feel like I was back in fucking
0: university or, like, high school. Sunjay's creation is titled, A Wayland Holiday Dessert. Should we play the video? Should we watch it? Yeah.
3: Oh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Gita Jayanti if you're in the past. Merry Christmas if you're in the past. And just a warm maritime season to you all. Um, I'm here to make a Wayland themed dessert. And, you know, when you think about Wayland, we think about uh, the beanstalk. And when I think about the beanstalk, I think about the root. I have uh, some root beer here. I'm going to crack that open, pour that in. And, you know, when we think about Wayland, what do we think about? Of course, um, we think about end the run ice that doesn't do anything, and uh, there's no better end the run ice that doesn't do anything than spitting truth vanilla. Um, so, in honor of the Wayland faction, let's put in some some vanilla in here. Um, shout out to Wayland um, for all their great end the run ice. Uh, so you know, a little bit of vanilla in there. Can even top that off. Uh, With a little bit more root beer. What a Mm. fucking
0: mess he's making. I love this. Now
2: Fingers fingers in the drink
0: as (laughs) well.
3: Let's get a nice little holiday float. Of course, it's a a very seasonally appropriate dish because holiday times is where hope floats up above all the drudgery and misery of the world. Uh, And, you know, it wouldn't be a Wayland dessert if we didn't have a little bit of meat. So... Got a nice uh, pepperoni here, and I think that'll go just perfectly right over there. Oh, that looks gorgeous. So, yeah, um, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays. Looks beautiful, right? I know. Um, just incredible work by me. Um, so,
0: yeah, uh, mazel tov. Oh, and the final <laughs> slice. God damn, what a genius. Do you know what my favorite
1: thing about this whole presentation is? Tell me. If you look at the behind the scenes photo, it's just the fucking laptop on the terminal director of corset box, and
0: it's so good. I said everything about this was just perfectly staged. Ah, it, uh, just it's truly art. It truly is. However, I guess my question about this to you is, does this one count as a big good?
1: This is the problem. I love it, but I, I I'm handing out a DQ for this one. Ooh, a DQ! A D- damn. It's not a baked like Jonas is very close to a DQ in my mind. He gets in on the basis that a pizza is under the strictest definition of the law a baked good. It's good and it's baked. I agree. Yeah. Now Sanjay's is
2: quite good. There is no baking.
0: Ed, is pepperoni baked?
2: I've got an interesting point to make here. Please, Uh, there was a conversation in Slack the other day about heels and faces, and Sanjay said, as the face of Netrunner, the first person who turned on him would be the ultimate heel. Prophecy came (laughs) true. I (laughs) turned on Sanjay. Holy shit! (laughs) I mean, have you gone from heel to face to heel again?
1: I think that I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm an unbiased enforcer of the law. Uh huh. And. This is not a baked good. It's whalen themed. They're above the law. No, it all comes together. Whalen. No, it doesn't come together because it's not a baked good. Ice cream isn't baked. Rupia not baked. The pepperoni is not baked even. It's not even cooked pepperoni. It's uncooked pepperoni. Explain to me how any part of this is baked. It's not. It's not. Well, that's my point. It ain't playing too If if we're letting these kinds of foods in our baked good competitions, you know, next time, what, are we going to have fucking, like, lemonade in here? Like, next that's what I'm we'll saying. Be... It's...
2: We won't even be eating the foods next time. We'll just be judging a food competition based on pictures. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery
0: slope. Look, slippery slope. I, I hear what you're saying, but let's also acknowledge that this is top five material.
1: I think... I mean, yes, it is top five material. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe on the basis of, like... You really like Wayland.
2: (laughs) 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 Phil, you brought this to the table. This is your fault. You brought this to the top five. Yeah. And it's been disqualified. Okay, let me put it this way. If you
1: fucking went on the Great British Bake Off and they were like, you know, make us your favorite baked good and you
0: made the judges a fucking root beer quote, (laughs) you'd get kicked off the show. Yeah, and you'd be like a legendary meme, I assume, in the UK. No one anywhere else watches the UK (laughs) version, so no one would know, but, oh, God, he's so good. No,
1: people in the UK would be like, oh, you know, it's quite impolite for him to do that. That's what they would say. They wouldn't be like, oh, what a champion. How uncouth. How uncouth. <laughs> How un- <laughs> This is, this, I mean, like, I like this a lot, but this is,
0: this is a DQ in my mind. I thought it was very creative. Thank you, Sanjay. You bring so much light into our lives. Yeah, Sanjay's perfect. Love him to death. Uh, do want to go on to the dinosaur's cake? The last of the top five entries. Dinosaur's cake by Steph Monkey's wife, Cake. <laughs> Kate.
2: Kate. Kate. <laughs> Kate. It's Kate. <laughs> I haven't seen this yet, so I'm looking forward to this. Oh, God, you're Oh, you, you oh a dude, you're
1: gonna get your fucking, this is fucking bad, this Someone else, to...
0: Whoa. someone else read the description for me, please.
1: The main body of Dinosantosaurus is a traditional vanilla sponge layered with raspberry jam and vanilla buttercream icing. His legs and tail are made of cake pop filling, which is cake crumbs mixed with buttercream, the offcuts of Dino's body, and hand-formed into shapes. His hands and face are made of Rice Krispie treats, Rice Krispies and melted marshmallows. It makes them light enough to be supported. Dino is covered in fondant icing, including the cables and control panel, which are all edible and hand-painted with edible silver paint. His hat is fondant, and the present is more Rice Krispies treats covered with fondant. Finally, the snow is buttercream icing piped thinly on the cake board and dusted with glittery icing sugar. God damn, what a cake. This, this cake is, is, is fucking- amazing. This is nuts. This is- Buck Wild. Like, I appreciate all the other entries. I thought they were all quite good. What the fuck, though? This is, like, actually something you would see on, like, Cake Boss or, like... Yeah. yeah. Like, this, this is... is this is a professional
0: cake. I know we were supposed to reserve judgment till the end. But, okay, you won. You won. <laughs> Dinosaurs Cake there's wins. There's no... There's
1: no way. I, I saw this cake and I thought, oh, that's cute. But, like... You know, the, probably not all of this is edible. The whole thing's edible. Yeah, it's insane. The whole thing is edible.
0: It looks amazing. Like,
1: oh, oh my god. I thought, oh, it's all going to be Rice Krispies. There's no way there's actual cake in here. The whole body's cake. You can do a cutaway and, and you see it's fucking it's cake life. in
0: the inside. So good. Ed, wow. as a professional, as a food professional, do you have I'm any criticisms about this cake?
2: Because I don't have any. I'm trying to find uh oh, How's IPO thematic? There's a an IPO sat next to the cake. I don't see how it's on theme. Oh, I mean, no, last on? place. <laughs> okay, oh, DQ. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I mean, yeah. I, I, I haven't I have got anything to say because there's not a lot to say. The coloring's great. The theme's great. It's done the so line it's work.
1: The out. line work. It makes it looks like se- like the line work in the fondant makes it look like segmented paneling, which is how fucking dinosaurs actually looks.
0: Yeah. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Wow. Also, what a cutie. That was great. Man, I wish Dinosaurus was a good console. Oh, well. I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's not, because it's a little toxic, when it's too good. But that's fine. Fuck, what a great cake. Uh, so I was looking for this art. There is this uh, communal disillusionment? No. It's a mass hallucination within our community that there was some sort of art with Dinosaurus with a Santa hat on it. It doesn't exist. It's a figment of our <laughs> imagination. There's dinosaurs with Actually. a bow, which for some reason that picture's not on the internet anymore. But yeah,
1: weird. I didn't know, this. I didn't know there was like dinosaurs steamboat. Or...
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. There is. There's the mythical dinosaur with a Christmas hat on. And no one knows where it's come from. But everyone, it's, um, what's it called? It's the Nelson Mandela effect where everyone remembers when Nelson Mandela died, but he was still alive. I've never it's heard, heard of this effect. <laughs> oh no, no. It's, it's
1: called, well, it's called the Mandela effect. But, like, yep. uh, that, Ed's right. That does happen. That's interesting. I didn't even fuck Like, sometimes I think I know everything that goes on in the internet community. Or like, I have a good idea, a grasp of what's up. And then, like, I hear shit like this. And I'm like, what the fuck? Hey,
0: if you can <laughs> fucking find the FFG holiday art that has dinosaurs with a bow on its head, send it my way, because I can't find it. If there's a picture with an actual Santa hat on it, fuck, that'll <laughs> blow my mind, because... I spent way too long looking for it the other day.
1: Uh, so Phil, mm-hmm. what are your top two? All of okay, all of our number ones are fucking the dinosaur's cake. That's not even up for dispute in my mind. Okay, we yeah, all agree, number right? one
0: dinosaur's cake. Look, is Sanjay number number one in my heart, or is he last? Is like a an ethical dilemma I've been struggling with since he sent me his entry. Ah, uh, fuck. Someone else go first.
1: I think for me, obviously, number one's the dinosaur's cake. I actually really like the uh, Princess Space Kitten Cake a lot. That's my number. I think it's very cute, very well done, good icing job. I like the piping work on the top. So, yeah, number one, Dinosaurus, number two, Princess Space Kitten.
2: And I'm going to jump in really quickly so that Phil's got the deciding vote. I'm going to vote for Dinosaurus, number one, and uh, Caffeine number two, Vail.
0: Wow.
2: You too. You too. Well,
0: I've decided to stick with the whaling theme for Sanjay. Scorched Earth, last place borderline disqualification the other one that just just tickled my fancy was of course the astroscript pizza program it's so great pizza. we have we have rankings we have rankings number one winner steph monkey's wife they win some great cards by who the fuck oh uh drop bears key gen pack yeah, I'll reach out to you. I'll mail you some cards out of that. Really cool alt arts. A few Netrunner stickers here and there. Kate, don't fucking share them with Steph Monkey. He didn't do shit. They're for Agreed. Kate. They're Second for Kate. place, three-way tie. Asmacaffeine cake by Vale. PS Cake by Deergel. And, uh, Astroscript Pizza Program by Jonas. You guys also win shit from the KeyGen <laughs> pack. Yeah, I'll send Drop you it. some stickers, too. Sanjay. Last place. I'm sending you stickers, baby. You're getting some cards, too. Everyone wins. This was a very positive experience. I try to keep it positive.
1: You know me. No, it's good. I, I had fun making the cakes. I had fun judging the cake competitions. It was awesome that people sent us stuff in.
2: I'm I'm it's so nice. we appreciative. Had we had entries from around the world as well. Our reach is Australia, the UK, and America. It's wonderful. Yeah. All the countries, yes. All
0: <laughs> the time zones. I think that's basically it, right? You don't want to Do shit any other... on anything?
1: I want to shit on something. We all, dude, we already talked about how standards is unplayably bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you want me to say. I,
0: okay, I can go over it again. Oh, uh, unplayably bad, sure. You want to you want my opinion on something that is unlistenably bad? What?
1: Oh, yeah. I have to listen to you have,
0: to die. The, have you heard of Chris Dyer?
1: He's like the old grumpy man who lives in the attic, also known as the UK.
0: Yes, correct. And him and some buddies started a competing podcast with us. We need to decide, are we friends or are we foes? My mission was to listen to this podcast and form an opinion. I was so fucking <laughs> bored. Oh my God, I couldn't even listen. So that's my opinion on
2: the process. <laughs> and and have you listened to it? Um, uh, do you know what? Sorry, let me tell you a story. I've started listening to a podcast about Napoleon. And it's very, it's very entertaining, and it's been going on for about three years. There's about eighty hours of material so far. Mm-hmm. It's great. I cut through that today, foolishly, by listening to Slums Cast, and I'm avoiding Netrunner podcasts except this. So one, you of didn't course. listen, except for this one, of course. So you didn't listen to it. I haven't listened to it. Am I the only
1: <laughs> fucking one who's listened to this thing all the way through? I tried. Give me some credit. Oh, holy shit, Phil! I mean. My non meme opinion. I mean, to me, this is the kind of meta content I want from podcasts. I agree with that. Because, in theory, because it sounds great. Well, I liked it because, in some sense, they fucking agreed with all the things I said. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I found a very positive experience. Um, it felt. Sometimes I feel like I'm the fucking crazy person on the mountain, shouting about how it's a runner favorite meta, and like I'm. Sometimes I feel like a fucking. I feel like the same way when I said. This meta is gonna be ass, and people were like, don't worry about it, it's fine. I felt like a fucking lunatic, and now and then like it felt validating to have other good players be like, actually, we're gonna say the same things Eric is saying. I think they were a lot more polite about it, but that makes sense to me. <laughs> um But I mean I thought their analysis was very good. Have we even talked about what this fucking podcast is called?
0: I think I mentioned it.
1: The process. The process. Yeah. Yeah, the process. It's Mike, it's Mike P, Binary Dogs, Chris Dyer, uh, Chris Ferg, and Slick Henry.
0: It's five UK players. Was there five different people on this podcast? I did not get no, that.
1: No, no, they only had three on, but oh. all quite good. I haven't heard a lot about <laughs> Binary Dogs and Slick Henry, but I've been informed by other sources that they're
0: good at right. Slick um, Henry is a reference from Mona Lisa Overdrive, I think. So, yeah, it's pre- probably pretty good. I think, I mean, I
1: thought their analysis was good. In some sense, their analysis highlighted the difference between American players, North American players, and European players, it's funny, on the fucking podcast, they were like, we think Anarch is, like, basically, not, they didn't say Anarch was not good, but they were like, we don't think there are really any Anarch decks worth playing. Hmm. And, like, I think my opinion, and the opinion of my friends, is that Anarch is, like, the one of, if not the best decks in the format. But I also think they were, rightfully so, very strongly on punch-up paper, uh, which I underrated in my analysis when we did the Shadownet uh, last episode. So, I mean, I think it's it's this open testing group idea, where they these are the five these are five people who test in the UK together, and this year to like promote community, they're going to basically just publish all their deck lists before they play them in tournaments and like
0: talk about the process about how they decide to make deck lists and stuff like that. I'm very excited to hear that part of it. Yeah, I think that's a great idea.
1: I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm going to be a beneficiary of it, which I'm maybe not the intended beneficiary, but I'm going to benefit from it anyway.
2: I, you know I've benefited I mean? from it already. I've uh, copy-pasted the deck list into Jane, and I'll be playing them at the weekend.
1: For sure. I think um, I'm going to, yeah. It's, it's actually going to be interesting to me. I think it's going to have a larger artificial influence on the meta than they think it will. Just think standardizing
0: lot- what people think is good because they're saying it's good? Yeah, and I think people will play their decklists a lot,
1: actually. I can see that, yeah. Um, which, you know, maybe it's a good or a bad thing. I know in the past, I have, like... I think one of the things that I've learned this year is that people are willing are really willing to play deck lists they get from quote-unquote good players. <laughs> yeah. Regardless. No, but, like, I mean, like, it's interesting. I've had times where I've played, like, me and the have played, like, jammed a deck on Jaden a lot, and then, like, it just becomes played by a lot of people on Jaden. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, I think people are going to play the process decklists, you know, whatever. I mean, like I've played the process decklists. I think they're quite good. Um, they had that article that was, was that roundup of the year, which I thought was interesting. I mean, it also, to me, highlighted regional differences. They were very high on Ace and very low on Freedom and Titan. Yeah. Alternatively, in North America, at least in the struggles I was running, we were very high on Titan, very high on Freedom, and not as high on Acer. But I think it's just a positive in the end. I think it's a good... It's going to be a good home for Netrunner content. Like, more... Like, I mean, we're doing Netrunner content, but we're not doing the sort of, like... We just rated cakes for,
0: like, a half hour. It's not... Yeah. This
1: will not make you a better player. Yeah, we're not going to make... Like, it's not sort of, like... uh, I would like to maybe have some of that content in the podcast eventually, but, like, probably... I've kind of held off on the, like, how do we improve at Netrunner thing, because, like, Gateway isn't out yet. Yeah. I think it makes a lot more sense once Gateway is out, at least in my mind, because I can be like, here's some advice about how you might want to play decks you play in the meta. My advice for now is you probably shouldn't be playing Netrunner. It's very, very bad right now. But once Gateway comes out, like, I feel like I can give that advice in better faith. Yeah. But it's quite good. I think it's a quite good, quite good podcast. Obviously, there are enemies. I mean, they're from the UK. We left the U- the Commonwealth. Well, we're in the Commonwealth, but we we are not under the dominion
0: of the UK anymore. there are enemies. We have repatriated. Our constitution from that. We fucking snagged it out from under the Queen's <laughs> pillow. We're fucking free yeah. country now, yeah.
1: You know how, like, in that movie, uh, Nicolas Cage steals the Declaration of Independence? The Canadian version is when Pierre Trudeau steals the constitution from the Buckingham Palace. Fuck, I'd watch that. I
2: would watch it too. What? Um, Do you not have the Queen on your bank nights? She's fucking everywhere, yeah. So, like, yeah. This is a
1: thing, like, I... Uh, okay, any UK viewers, uh you can close your like put your hands over your ears. I fucking hate the queen. <laughs> uh I'm very anti monarchist. So like I'm of the opinion that we should
0: not have the fucking queens. We're slowly money. transitioning away from it. I just got a tanner the old, other day old. and there's that it's, fucking museum in Winnipeg on it now.
1: Yeah, the human rights, the mu- we call it the mon- the monument to sadness. Uh <laughs> it's the Human Rights Museum. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> It's a sad museum, but it's very good. I mean, I just fucking think that, like, 90% of the reason we still have the Queen in Canada, or, like, the Queen on the banknotes or whatever, is just old fucking white people who can't let it go. Like, that's it. I I just think it's... it's... laziness not to get rid of the monarchy. Um, I think there is, like, a subset, like, I think there's a subset of people in Canada who, in, like, especially in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, were told that Canada is basically a white country for british people and francophones like that like like really yeah for a long time the, the narrative was canada is a is a country of two nations white british people and white francophones and you know in the 70s and 80s the immigration policy changes in canada more immigrants coming to the country we start acknowledging the fact that like there's a fucking massive Asian contingent in BC, Ukrainians, Eastern Europeans start settling in the prairies in Alberta and Manitoba, and um
0: We, re- we remember f- that people lived here before us.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, oh wait, 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 sorry, what are these reserve things? Let me let me remember this whole like indigenous people and First Nations deal we have going on. So in my personal opinion, Canada is not should or should not be conceptualized as a country for white British people and francophones. It's much more complicated. I think the queen thing is the subset of people who were like sort of raised in that, especially like old white people were raised in that culture of like, this is like, especially Western Canada. Just use period. the B
0: word. Just use the B word. We're on threat level, Alpha.
1: But I don't know what the B word is.
0: Boomers. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. You're fucking it's, dancing like... around it. Let's just fucking say it. It's white boomers. It's
1: it's white boomers who don't want to give up the idea that Canada is is isn't just for white British people. I think we should fucking get rid of the queen. I mean, in my personal opinion, uh, this is the, we should probably cut the podcast because I'm about to go on a quick rant. But it's just absurd to me that you would celebrate the idea of a queen. I mean, like that, like it's it's literally insane in my mind that any, anyone would give any respect to a queen.
2: Like so, why? It makes no sense for me that you've. Got the queen as the leader or the monarch of your country. It makes sense in the UK because it brings in so much money, tourism, and publicity for the UK. And it's all very, um, you know, the 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 crown on Netflix, and people come to this country and spend a lot of money.
0: Yeah, some people yeah. are super yeah. into it. It's fucking weird. Yeah,
2: across the world as well. Oh yeah, so, um, my gra-
1: was- my grandmother really like loves for the queen and has a bunch of like queen like memorabilia and like plates and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, uh, even people our generation, when uh, when a couple of them moved to Vancouver, Ugh, oh, people don't shut up about it. Well, th- I, my f- fucking problem with
1: that was that Canada should not have been paying for their security. Yeah, was which was up. what happened. That that was absurd to me. That taxpayer fucking dollars ended up paying for royal security.
0: That's wild are we upset that taxpayer money pays for rich people's stuff oh man yeah yeah yeah. okay we got we
1: can't we can't have socialist corner and canadian politics corner on the same podcast it was lovely reviewing these cakes uh thank you ed for joining us on this multi-episode journey
2: no, it's been wonderful. Um, just a final quick shout out. Shout out about the new runner help doc, Phil. and know you were interested I, in that.
0: I love this concept. If you're in green level clearance, scroll down the channel sidebar all the way down to the end. There's this new player help doc that's being drafted by a bunch of people. First of all, Quitois is the originator of it. It just needs a little bit more eyes, some more polish, some more words in there. If you want to contribute to helping new players understand the game and, you know, find games and get their bearings, uh, please go write some words. Please go comment on it so we can get a pretty solid document going and then use that as an introductory nexus for everyone who wants to play this game. Much appreciated. If you're not on green level clearance, fuck, I don't know how to explain how to find it.
2: Figure it out. It's on Discord. Send an email. It's a labor of love from CritVa and uh, they probably just need a little bit of help just getting it over the line. But it's a great jumping on onboarding thing.
1: I'm excited about more new people playing the game because it means that I'll have more easier wins in the early rounds of tournaments. Will you be playing Scorch? Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, thanks, uh, thanks everyone. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: thanks for joining us, Ed. Eric, Thank always you a very pleasure. Much. I need a bathroom break before we move on to Sanjay. I am too excited. I can't contain myself.